we find assisted living does much better returns than just the single apartments. Wow, yeah, no, I, I, we've run into a few. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of stuff off market, mm-hmm. but we yep. see the, the cap rates for assisted living are really high. Welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, uh, the Millionaire Lisa podcast. Today, our guest is the man, the legend, Vinny <laughs> Smile Chopra. <laughs> so oh my thank God. you for your time. Thank, thank you German. for, for allowing us to interview you. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, we're excited to have you, man. You know, first thing, you know, you just asked, you know, what where we're at. So we're a little bit, we're into uh, multifamily. We just acquired um, 22 units. Congratulations. Uh, awesome. Hey, that that's better than me because I my first one was 14 units. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we did that last year and th- this year moving forward, I mean, we found syndication and that's the path we want to go. And that's why I, I, I read your book and yeah. I, I, when I first read it, it didn't really click to me as to how it could happen. But once we bought in bulk, um, completely realized how it is possible uh and then started seeing how it, how people are doing it learn kind of saw the steps and you know your book start stuck in my head but then once we took action it really we i told my brother i was like this is what we have to do this is the way so yeah you you're you're the man you're the man for us uh, i appreciate that you know it turned my corner about i became broker in california in 2004 around there five and then i said okay what do i need to do and that was the you know, when I got introduced to multifamily. So I didn't know anything or anything at all, you know, yeah. 15 years back, see? <laughs> no, that's awesome. And that, so that's exactly where we wanted to go first is, how did you get started? We know you have a, an amazing story. Uh, you went from $7 in your pocket, right? <laughs> yes. To, you know, thousands of units. And, yes, 4,100, 4,100 units. Amazing. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure everyone wants to know is, because, uh, that, that just shows, that's proof that anyone can do it. You can start from the bottom and make it. So yeah, tell us your story. How did you, how did you go love through? To, love to. I'm from India originally. I came out here about 40 some years back with $7. That's all you could bring, by the way. You had to be sponsored by somebody, relative or friend, to pay your tuition and your living expenses back then. Like this is 76 I'm talking now. 1976, you know, uh, 43 years back. Wow. Oh my gosh. You know, that's where I did, uh, came to United States in George Washington University to do my MBA. I'm a mechanical engineer from India. And while going to school, I had to earn money to pay for the tuition. I didn't want to be burdened on my uncle. So I sold Bibles and encyclopedias and children's books and cookbooks door to door outside Austell, Virginia, uh, no, no, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Austell, uh, right in the suburb of Atlanta, door to door, knocking on doors. I didn't have even a bicycle at that time or a car. Somebody will drop me there seven o'clock or 7.30, will knock on like 80 hours a week. I still have my awards right here, you know, in my cupboard where I worked for 80 hours every week for like whole summer, whole summer. That's what you have to do to really make it happen. And six days a week, you have to work six days. And then on the seventh day, you do your laundry and everything. <laughs> anyway, so what <laughs> it was, it turned me into more sales and uh, orientation with the marketing degree in my hands. 
Then I became a promotional consultant, fundraiser for raising nonprofit and profit organizations money. And I did it for many, 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 many years. Then I retired from there, but we were buying single family homes by then. You know, when we got married, I've been married 40 years. So it will be 40th anniversary this year, actually. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So, you know, and we have two children, Neil and Monica. One went to Berkeley, one went to UCLA. So they're settled and grown up and all that. So right about 2005, when I became broker, I said, I need to do something different, not just sell homes, buy homes. And that's when I was introduced with multifamily, worked very hard, got a mentor, coach, spent a lot of money, you know, getting education. And then it took us 11 months, I remember, to buy our 14 units. It took a lot of time, a lot of gumption, a lot of hard work, a lot of rejection. Nobody, it was in the crash of that 2007 and eight. Nobody wanted to give us money. Investors didn't want to. So it was a pretty tough time. So the good part is I bought that 14 units for $180,000 and bought 109 units right there on the same week. We were working on it together and it just happened to fall closing in the same week. But then to take it now, after 10, 15, 12 years, I bought $52 million deal in Florida, 180,000, 52 million. But that was with my partners, Enzo (laughs) Multifamily. So we managed it like half and half, We bought also half and half because of my investors brought half the money. Their investors brought half the money. That's how we did it, right? You know, then we bought 35 million in December and so on. So it's been an exciting journey. The key thing is you got to stay on track and be positive. And just like you guys, you know, you got that first down now. Second will be easier, I promise you. Third, fourth will be easier. And once you start giving the cash flow returns to your investors, oh, they're going to love you, you know, because this is extra money they are getting, which they will not get like from the CDs or the mutual funds or, you know, bank account. But the big thing is to keep plugging and do the newsletters with your investors. And you do presentations like this Zoom meeting, which I do. When you buy the building, you do first month, one meeting, which you show to the investors the closing statement and go over all the authenticity. Transparency is the main thing, all right? Then second month, you show them the software or the reports. Then third month, then you do quarterly after that. So Mm -hmm. it's good to do the quarterly presentations and record them because not all the investors might come you know, be able to come, then you archive them and then you send them a link. No, that's awesome. And yeah, that's something that we've been, we've been doing. Um, awesome. But obviously, as you know, you know, you have to grow your, your investor base and you reach out and, and you have to attract people, right? You can't just, hey, you want to give me money? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that doesn't reality. work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like having a good presentation, we call it credibility kit in our university, you know, and we have PowerPoint presentations and brochure, which really are dynamic. And a lot of our students just take it, just pay virtual assistant $50 or $100, cost me 10,000 to make it because you have to have legal language in there, everything, you know. 
So we give it to our students right away. And then the good part is the podcasts I'm doing and other stuff and the book, like you mentioned, you know, I yeah. took me two years to write it, two years to write it, that's but awesome. a lot of good comments are coming from it, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. And you yeah. said you you picked it up too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I picked it up and then I told my brother and he picked it up uh, this past month. But I, I had it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I bought it last year. I, I went to uh, Kuwait. And before yes. I went, I bought uh, one of the books I bought was yours. And like I said, I I understood it, but I really didn't understand it. Once we actually bought our first set of properties, I was like, oh, I completely get it now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, it opened up uh, my mindset for it. Oh, good, 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 good. I mean, you know, one should always be working on the investor, increasing the investor base, right? You don't rationalize it. You always, you know, like in circle of influences, I think I talk about that, you know, right from your family all the way around and record them and then keep track of them. And, you know, because pre-existing relationship is very important you know, as you get the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. And also try to sell. That's a little nugget. On the PowerPoint presentation, when you do investor meetings, they're going to see that. So put the selling cap on towards the end and share with them where you are underwriting and maybe even show them some properties that you might be looking at. This way they start making decisions, see? You know, for your next deal and the next deal and next deal. Like I did these uh, 12 of them in the back. There are 10 of them, actually. I did them in two years. So I was just kind of, boy, back to back to back to back because a lot of, you know, interest was there from investors and they were telling their children, their people at work. So they were calling me and things like that. No, we definitely, uh, we, we're, we're like, like my brother said, we're pretty new in this field. Yep. And also in the, uh, in the fact that we want to expand yep. our brand and in, in, in looking up to you. It's like, well, we want to be <laughs> like, like, like Vinny. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's getting traction. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a matter of, like you say, it's putting it out there, letting people know what we're doing and all that. Uh, so, yeah, it seems we, we see it. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. I like that. It's, that's it's huge. Working. That's yeah. really huge because some people give up, you know? Yeah. And that's what is, I've seen that happen over and over again in the last five, seven years. Some people who called me six, seven years back, they're still where they are stuck, you know? Yeah. And then they're thinking it's going to be correction coming or everything is going to fall apart, <laughs> you know? And they yeah. never really go anywhere. They just stay or go backward actually <laughs> yeah yeah so i got a question Vinny. Uh, in regards to your because uh, we know that you have a mentorship uh program right um how does in in, in from what I, I i listen to your podcast all the time oh you do um, and, and it, it motivates me it gives so much information that i'm like okay i, got, I gotta follow this uh, <laughs> but in regards to your program how does it so for our listeners and for ourselves how how different is your program from everybody else's? Good point. Very good point. I would say that I'm probably one of the only coach, maybe, maybe the only coach who coaches every week. I mean, I am walking the talk, I say, because I've done 28 syndications 
Mm-hmm. I don't think any coach out in the United States who has done 28, you know, deals and who is able to coach. I think they have other people who bought 100 units yes. or 200, 500 units. So they coach other students, right? I do group coaching. So in other words, I have 30 sometimes students, sometimes 20, and sometimes, you know, hundreds of them have joined my academy, but they are not available when I do it. I do it at four o'clock to six o'clock California time, you know, which is not too late for the East Coast because I have to look for them too. And then it's a little bit early in the California because it's four o'clock. So that's where I do the group coaching and we archive everything. And my university, which is academy, is humongous. It's not just 20 hours of, you know, doing this, 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 this. It's hundreds of hours. I have how many? 872 lectures now, 872, huge. And not counting my two hour sessions, which I've been doing for about two years now and my property walks and different things. Then I do a show on Friday. I've been interviewed 121 times on different shows, all that. But the coaching usually is costing 40,000, 50. Some student of mine just told me somebody's charging 100,000 for, that's humongous, that's ridiculous. And we give everything for $7,500. 7,500, they get all the documents, all the templates, all the PowerPoints. I mean, everything I've designed in last 12 years, no holds bar. I give it to them. And the, you know, the quotations and the network of the brokers, the virtual assistants that we have really perfected now in the Philippines and in India, they get everything, everything. So that's a pretty good thing, I think, for 74.97 or something like that, which is, you know, cost of making everything and all that and running it, it's cost. So I'm not a money maker in education. Yeah. I make money by selling and buying. Yeah. You know, like I made, just to say that, I made $1,038,000 was my payday when I bought this $52 million deal. Nice. $1,038,000. Then I just bought 35 million one in December. My payday was $700,000. You know? And, and you can't you can actually forget that. Last year. Yeah. And you I forget that, that, that passion and that, uh, that um, enthusiasm when, when you talk and, and when you're in the pictures you. and all that thank stuff. And so, yeah, you. You know, you, people notice that. And that that's pretty thank awesome. you. I mean, you know, I'm no fluff. I mean, that's the key thing. Whatever I teach, it's all practical examples. I never take a sample. Let me do this worksheet for you and show you what it's going to be. I show all my deals that I've done and how I made decisions and I take them back into the times, you know, like that. And like one of my students, a pilot from Hong Kong, just did a case study on one of my properties. And he presented it in the class, you know, last Wednesday, which was amazing. Love to share that with you. Maybe the whole episode, he did a fabulous job where I bought a property for 3,550,000, sold for 8.62 million, made great returns for investors. And there were some burned buildings and we did value add, all that kind of stuff. So everything I teach is practical. And then I share with them where market is going. See, I'm going to take everybody with me. Like I'm finding a little hard time in the multifamily now, finding the good deals. 
People yeah. paying too much. So I tell my students, don't overpay, you know, and they can do deal analysis. Oh, by the way, that's the other one. Right there on Wednesday, they could take out the address and everything, and they can share the deal, and we analyze the deal right there so that they can get confidence, you know? Nice. And so, then we can also raise money too. So my students can become general partners with me also. That's okay. it. And to uh, to add to that, for example, if once the the, the student finished the course, right? Yes. Is, is that it? With oh, no, 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 no. See, I have some students with me for two years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, some people say, oh, you only pay me 30000 for six months or four months. I don't believe in that. Okay. I don't believe in that. You know, we say one year and even after that, I never have said no to them because I you want become- them to be successful. You exactly. become a lifetime mentor. Yeah, kind of, you know. Yeah, why not? You know, and once you really learn that much, you will never need me. <laughs> yeah. All my tricks and trade, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, so, it's very exciting. A lot of people enjoy and they come. I mean, these are people who are doctors, attorneys, CPAs, mortgage brokers. So I attract very intelligent people, you know, in my in my team. And uh, again, uh, it's it's just that, I mean, <laughs> uh, my personal coaching, I still don't charge 50000 but people are writing checks for 25000 now to just do with me one-on-one, and they're very successful already. Like one team just paid me that money. They have managing 3,000 units wow. already. They have already bought, but they said, Vinny, you could give us how to really go to the next level. And the next level, you know, nice. so that's also, that's my personal coaching. I only have three to four students. That's all. Cause I every day very much involved in my business. Right. You know, no, absolutely. So could you give us an example of how you, how, how do you structure your deals? Do you do prefer returns? Do you do a 70, 30 split? What, what, what do we, what do you think? I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I know you're recording. I could share something with you. Would you like me to? Yeah. This absolutely. Presentation. This yeah. is a different kind of podcast. We are yeah, yeah, I love it. Right from there. All right, it's my pleasure. Now let me show you on here the screen. All right, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Can you all see the screen? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I'm going to start the slide presentation. And this will kind of, this is what we put together, by the way, for our investors, right? So we did the soft commitments and then we do the hard commitments. So this PowerPoint presentation will take us there. Look at the property, so beautiful. It's right there near to Orlando in Melbourne. It's the tech space. We did a lot of studies, all that. It's 10 units per acre with lakes around it. Aha, it's 2003 built also. So we show the whole investment summary, all that. Look at how beautiful this looks right away. And then, of course, executive summary and all that. This is the two together. Remember, like I was saying, my yeah. company, Monil, we have done 26 indications. And now Enzo has joined me. They've done four, I think. So they are right at about 560 million total, you know, net uh, uh, properties. This was the property's numbers, like the cap rate was 6%. Uh, average COC was 82 equity multiple 1.8, average annual return 17.7, internal rate of return 15.1. We raised, you know, equity required was right at about, you know, 
uh, 16 million right there, right? Oh, oh, this is actually uh, the one for, as a matter of fact, this is a wrong, I opened the wrong, <laughs> it's okay. We can just go because somebody added that on under that name. But just to give you an idea about the preferred rates, this is what it we do, you know, which is what we are talking about, right? So what we do is for 100,000, we give 7% preferred rate right there, right? Five years. And then we have the equity gain, which comes down below over here. So in other words, our investors get 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, 7,000. And after we pay the preferred rate, we split it 70, 30 or 80, 20. That's how the splits are. And then we give them the increase in the equity is given in the fifth year. Or if we do the refinancing in the third year, then we'll return their capital plus also the extra money if we have some, right? Yeah. So we can re return their money. Now, this is for 100,000, uh, as you can see, from 100 to 199. Then we go to the next one, 200,000. Look at that. So for 200,000 above, we give 8% preferred. So we increase it by 1%. And a lot of people love that. They say, oh, we are going to make extra, which is true. So that's why they, you know, they get 8% right here from 200 to uh, 499. This is our big one. I got four of my investors in this category, you know? So five, four or five, one of them. So 500,000, we give them 9% returns. Look at that. So preferred returns are a little higher and then they get their money back, 500,000 plus the 224,000 is their capital gain, right? Long-term capital gain. So that's how we do it, you know, preferred returns and everything. Then we have a business plan. Now this is the real plan right there, you know, all that. Then we give all the pictures of the things, all that stuff, right? So we keep on putting everything into the whole package right there. As you can see, our pictures are not touched up or anything, real pictures that have been put there. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. And then we show them everything, financial analysis. We do the whole thing right there. All these things, market analysis, all the stuff. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> no, that's amazing. It, look, it looks great. Yeah. Thank you. All righty. Let's go. I will stop the share now. Yeah. Well, no, that, that looks great. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Where do you focus your investments? What states or what cities do you Good focus point. In? You know, I live near San Francisco, like I was saying, and we've been living here for 40 years since we got married. We moved here from Ohio and we've been buying in Texas because in 2006, 7, 8, we were doing some numbers here in California. Everything is so expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Until we go to Central Valley or, you know, Fresno, Stockton, things like that. But we were looking into where there is good employment base. Aha. The big thing is jobs, jobs, and jobs. That's what I'm good at. So I read lots of articles, lots of data. And we find out in Texas, by the way, that's where we started. And we kept there for 12 years, right there, 10, 12 years in Texas, all the way from Midland, Odessa, to San Antonio, to San Marcos, again, and then Houston. 
Then I went to Georgia and bought it over there in Atlanta. And now we are in Florida right now. So we are very bullish on Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, Melbourne, all the areas, yeah. But there are a lot of other places, by the way, where people can make hay, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the Huntsville, Alabama. Oh my gosh, it's going yeah. crazy. You know, Kansas City. Uh, you know, I mean, those are some names come to mind. Tennessee, look at that. A lot of places there. Uh, Carolinas, huge, huge gains, you know? Then here, Utah, Provo, Utah, right there. Uh, and, you know, Las Vegas is, uh, you know, yeah. burst or gain. But Arizona, certain parts, Tucson, I like that one too. We are looking at some properties there, you oh. know. And then I've also moved myself a little bit into assisted living. I'll tell you why. Because what we are finding is 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65. And I think maybe even more than 10,000 are turning 75 also. So we have very old population increasing in our United States and around the world. So there is a big need demand for assisted living, memory care and adult living. So that's why this year I've been thinking about it for about a year now and I've just now partnered with another very good uh, friend of mine or I've come to know now and he has done 17 ground up constructions already. He knows the whole uh, how to do it, cost, you know, segment, and he puts together amazing, amazing uh, uh, one story, uh, you know, the structures, which is like 120 units, let's say, right? So it's a multifamily, but a little different. The same unit, which you rent for like seven, $800 or $1,000 in single family luxury because we built it from scratch. The assisted living people will pay 3000 for it. There are costs involved of the nurse and other stuff and food yes. and all, but still it's very profitable. Actually, we find assisted living does much better returns than just the single apartments. Wow, yeah, no, I, I, we've run into a few Mm -hmm. Um, we get a lot of stuff off market, mm -hmm. but we've yep. seen the, the cap rates for assisted living are really high. Uh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. But so other than assisted living, are you, have you done, uh, any storage? Uh, what about, um, uh, mobile park homes, any other kind of diversification Good. you've Good done? Point. You know, I have not done that. Uh, mobile home parks are great. I do see that but you can't really value add that much. I find, you know, multifamily caught my attention 14 years back because I can increase the rents by giving better and better, you know, service and do the rub system, right? You know, because of the utilities build back system, water, trash, gas, pest control, I can make the units better, you know, by upgrading them with the smart homes, with the nest, you know, uh, thermostats and, uh, low flow toilets and all that green. I can go green there too, which I've done it. But the good part is that even in the storage units also good money to be made. I mean, nothing, I don't want to tear them down. Both are great, but to scale up, you know, if I were stuck in the mobile home parks 14 years back, I would have not been able to do 330 million, you know, acquisitions, right? You know, so you scale up bigger in, in multifamily and why not strip shopping centers or office space or industrial 
because when the economic downturn comes, those are the most affected places. Storage units are, and then uh, of course the hosp uh, hospitality, which is the hotels, and of course this uh, you know industrial spaces and the shop strip shopping centers. People don't start buying that much, or somebody loses the big anchor, then it goes away. But if there is economy shift downward, people still need roof over their head. So yeah. that's why multifamily kind of stands withstands much better. So where do you where do you see the the market going? You know, market is not going to fizzle out at all. Twenty twenty looks pretty strong. I mean, all the numbers, and then we got the election. You know, coming up. I mean, interest rates. The Fed is saying they're going to cut it down two times more. Holy cow! I mean, it's already cheap. We just bought three point seven two percent for thirty year fixed. No, ten year fixed, thirty year amortized, five year interest only at three point seven two. This is the cheapest money you can ever ever buy. You know? Yeah. So, so I think that was an eye opener for me for for us recently is that. It, the interest rates on a commercial large multifamily yeah. are cheaper <laughs> than, <laughs> than a regular home, than <laughs> you name it. So, I, you know, in my head, before I, I got, we really got into this, it was like, how are we going to move into something so big? But then the more we talk with lenders, it becomes more on the asset and, yep. and, and, and it's the deal that you present and how you structure it and, and about you get a 3%, 3.7, that's ridiculous. 3.72%. And the first one, 52 million one, they gave us 81.25% loan because the appraisal came higher. It came at 53 million. We had given some hard money upfront. So the seller felt better about that we'll close on time. So they took a lower offer. <laughs> 51 million 825, I think, or something. And the higher offer was 53 million. When it got appraised, it appraised at a higher price. So we didn't have to put, I think, 18% down. I think we did. For 3.82%, 30-year amortized, 10-year fixed, five-year interest only. Five years of interest only. Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's one of the things that I tell people all the time because... Um, my immediate network, you know, they're more familiar with the uh, with the regular investments, stocks, bonds, and all that stuff. And yeah. and that's one of the things that I tell uh, a lot of the people now that I know is leverage. You know, real estate is is basically the only investment vehicle that you can leverage. And and, and people don't seem to grasp that idea. You know, no, they, I'm so glad you're saying that. Maybe drop some, you know, charts and things, and say if you buy Google or any stock, you have to pay whatever the price is, right? Yeah. But if you are have $10,000, you're buying stocks or putting in mutual fund, this is what you're gonna make in a year. Mm -hmm. But then you say that in the bottom, if you put the same money in a real estate, first of all, you'll be buying a leverage of 70%, let's say. So you're putting this much money, but the loan that the bank is gonna give you is at such a low percent, yeah. it's a free money. Not really free, you have to give more gauge and everything, yeah. right? But but they don't take any, anything back. They do not take your returns, they don't take your cash yeah. flow, they don't take your equity gain, they don't take the cost segregation, you know, which is big yeah. now, right? Accelerated depreciation. Yeah. I mean, property could be making profit 
all the way till December 31st. But when the CPA gets into it <laughs> in <laughs> February, he puts that minus depreciation paper loss. Yeah. It's a total paper loss. A profitable property becomes totally unprofitable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the good part is that all that is under the K-1. See, that's the other way you could kind of share with them. You know, when you lose some money in the stock market, you can lose only $3,000 in your taxes. Mm -hmm. But in this one, passive loss can be accumulated till eternity. Exactly. Keep on accumulating minus, 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 and they can join active losses and passive losses to, I mean, no, no, passive losses and passive returns uh, gains, you know, to combat that taxation. So it's a lot of advantages in real estate. So true. Yeah. And, and we just, actually, we just did another episode about cost segregation. So it's, it's awesome that you brought it up because, uh, yes. you know, in that we talked about how you can, 1031 and essentially keep rolling that into and, and like you said it's a it's a paper loss so you never actually pay on on a profit um, but do you do you normally uh, after you hold it and you refinance or you sell do you yeah. mainly refinance or do you sell do you hold on to them um, what is your strategy there? Okay, so we have done waterfalls. They're called waterfalls. So we do. We have, I think, in the last 28 acquisitions, two were last year. So it's out of 26. We have maybe gotten the refinancing done with four or five, I think, where we returned the money back to the investors, but still they had equity and cash position. I know Rod Cleef uh, was asking me in his podcast, you know, when he interviewed me, Winnie, what do you do? Do you still give cash flow to them? We do. We are the company. We keep on giving our investors cash flow because they brought us to the dance. So their returns after paying their cash back is infinity because they have no money left in the game, but they keep on getting cash flows. They love that. And That's when amazing. we sell the property, then we give them the equity game. So we have done that. Yes, yes. So in other words, some of the syndicators like me, they just stop the cash flow. When you've mm -hmm. given all the money back to the investors, they tell them, hey, we gave you all the cash back, so there is no cash now, so no cash flow, right? But you know, I think maybe some people might be giving it, but we do give them. And then when we sell it, then we are able to give them the equity gains. Right? That is amazing because, yeah, I hadn't heard of... Uh, any other syndicator giving cash, even though they had no cash invested. Yeah. And then that shows the transparency and that you care Good. about your investors, which is, that's a huge deal um, to keep them coming and to build that trust. That is uh, the truth. You're right. You know, Oscar, you know, and German, the thing is transparency should be there. Like in my business, 12 years, I've been doing it now, you know, our property, our investors can ask for anything, not just P and L we give them rent rolls, but they can ask for CapEx, the invoices, the bids, the bank statement, anything and everything is given to them. Whatever they ask for it, we give it to them. And then we bring the property to them in the quarterly seminars. So when I travel, I take a lot of pictures of the staff and other people and CapEx items, what we did with the money. And then I show them in the presentation always how much we spent in the quarter and what did we do with it? 
So by also showing them the reports from the software, I don't like to show them Excel worksheets. Anybody can manipulate Excel worksheets. Mm -hmm. That's how I see. So I show them even the rent roll, the date I took the report from and what software it came out from. So it's the PDF copy where I snip it, which shows them authenticity of it. So the mm -hmm. word is big authenticity, you know, making yeah. sure that they understand they are sleeping then really nicely at, you know, at, at home. None of my investors, I have 225 investors now. I started with zero. Look at that. You know, but once you do good karma, you give them all they need. They tell more people, more people, their brother, their sisters, their children. I mean, they're just saying, Vinnie, I found out from you from here. I just got a good friend of mine from New Jersey. He just called me a little while back and he says, Vinnie, oh my gosh, I've got 10 of my friends who want to, you know, meet with you. And they have been hearing from me that I'm doing all this business with you for four years. He's been with me for four years. So Thursday, I'm doing a Zoom seminar on this because they are in New Jersey and all that place. I'll do that over here and record it. Then I give it back. I always give back the recorded Zoom meeting to every investor. I believe that because see, they may understand it at that time, they may not, but I want them to go back again and relook at it, you know? Good. And they can shop the property. They can go there unannounced, everything. So no holds bar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one prediction, Vini, um, is it, is it going to become for 2020 market? Uh, um, I mean, seller's market or buyer's market? You know, it's both. <laughs> That's a good question. But you know, like I'm selling my property in Atlanta, just to let you know, last Monday I flew there. Tuesday, I spent with the broker, with my staff, because we self-manage all our assets, right? We are vertically aligned. So that way we have two acquisition companies, two management companies with my old partner and the new Monil is all my 100%. My wife and I own the whole business and all our eight other companies and all that we own ourselves. But the good part is that, you see, from 124 I will get about 17.8 or 18 million right now, right? Because the area has gone really big, the cap rate has shrunk and all that. So it's a seller's market because, you know, I want my top dollars. I know the money's cheap. I know that my property is fully occupied. It's got a good history, right? So when I buy product also, you have to look for something really good value add deals, right? And also why the seller is selling, the yeah. motivation behind it. And off market is the best way. I yeah. always say that when you want to buy, shh, don't tell anybody about it. Just take it right away from there. But when you want to sell, you get a band in the town everybody. and do the drums and get the whole <laughs> know about it, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think we are having difficulty finding good product to be truthful. I would say it's a more of a seller's market, more I think about it right now, because a lot more people are pouncing on each other, right? And some people, it happened in 2018 also, by the way. Yes. I couldn't buy anything because I did so many LOIs and this and that. I will just go to up to that point. But if somebody is gonna pay million, million and a half more, so be it, you know? Yeah. I cannot take my money where 
you know, I will put that in jeopardy. That's what I'm saying, right? So one should be careful, but at the same token, go to tertiary markets. You know, don't stay too close to the MSA. You'll find good deals, you know, in the tertiary like I did. I mean, I didn't buy in proper Atlanta. I bought south of there, you know, three years back only, by the way. So my 12 million has become 18 million asset now in just three years. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah and, and, and we, uh, you know, I, I think the fact that you said you, you are vertically aligned and you, and you property manager, that definitely help, probably helps out your, your you. cash flow and, and everything you. and the control, right? Totally. Oh my God. Because you know how much money I save. It's amazing because we negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. We are preferred vendors. We don't tack on any extra fees. I mean, you know, I, just for example, small example, one property in Texas, 192 units. I bought it about six years back, let's say. So they needed the parking lot, right? Parking lot to be done. The bids came at 400,000. 270,000. Another one came at maybe close to 220. We've been looking at it for about seven, eight, nine months, right? Now the Fannie Mae said, Vinnie, you got to do it. You got to do it. There are some potholes and things like that. I said, okay, let's go to work. I brought it down to 170, then to 150. Hold on. I got it done in four days, paid 123,000. Wow. Wow. Look at that. You think my management company would have done that? No. Yeah. They would have sent it to us for such a big complex and everything and all the reasons why 400000 is the right amount. And they yeah. put two inches of asphalt and striped it also in that 123 price. Yeah. Wow. So look at that, the difference, you know? So you asked me that. So, you know, my daughter is involved, our whole family with our uh, VP of accounting, VP of, uh, you know, all that. So we are a pretty big company now. At the peak, I had 110, you know, full-time team members in our companies, right? At this time, we have about 55 or 55, I think, right now, because we are selling some assets, right? And I think that's... uh... That's amazing because, you know, my brother and I talk about it all the time. Sometimes what you think you're saving money on actually is more expensive, right? So yeah. that that's great insight that you, that you gave us there as far as, you know, hey, don't don't go cheap. <laughs> Build the team, you know. Go for the big scope of work. Yeah. Let them bid you, right? Then you find out who will do the job correctly. And then you ask them, hey, you know, we are not in a hurry. You know, when can you fit us in? And, mm-hmm. you know, they can have employees just sitting without any work or they would like to put them to work. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's the negotiation power. That's what it is all about. And not only that, I'm thinking about gardeners, gardening and this. I mean, you know, we have so many instances where, you know, even after they give us the lowest bid, we ask them, it's not in the budget. So sorry, you know, it's not in the budget. They'll do they know they're going to make profit, right? So let's see if they can give another 12 to 13, 14% off also. And those are small techniques, but then, you know, they they want to do the work and they do a good job. We pay them some upfront, but then we pay after the whole thing is finished, you know? Mm -hmm. You also mentioned, um, so the way you present investors. So do you also have your own, organic um, investor portal or do you outsource that investor portal to a company? 
Good point, good point. When we say investor portal for our PPMs and everything like that, we've been doing it ourselves. We send it through MailChimp to, like we have a, a survey form, we call it soft commitment. So we send them a complete blurb on the whole property as soon as we get it contracted. And we know that we're gonna close. I've closed on every single deal in the last 12 years from LOI to final closing, 28 of them, you know? And we, first we make up our mind, we do a lot of due diligence beforehand. Our general contractor goes there, our risk adjuster, insurance company, our mortgage uh, broker goes there before even we put an LOI, by the way. So we are hand in hand with everybody so they can tell us if we need different maintenance on the roof or this or that or foundation. Then we do, of course, the due diligence once we lock it in, right? Uh, the due diligence for 21 days or 30 days like that. But our mortgage broker has to be totally in sync with us because he or she needs to write, underwrite as the bank will do it. She has to bless it or he has to bless the loan because you don't want to get into an LOI and give half a million, which we did, by the way. We paid half a million, 250 I paid. My partner paid 250. That was, if we don't finish the sale, we lose half a million. That's why the seller bought, you know, gave us the contract. So that's something in competitive situations, we are willing to do that because we do so much work beforehand, whether we want the property or not. Once we make up our mind, we want it, then nobody can stop us, you know, that's mm -hmm. how it is. But the big part is, uh, like I was in explaining, portal-wise, we have used IMS, IMS, Information Management Services, you know, or Investor Management Services, something just recently, they have a deal room. It's called deal room where you could put all your documents in there and then you can send the email to the people who gave you soft commitments mm -hmm. to come in there and then check out all the information, you know? That's, really, the, yeah, that's really good. We, we've been looking at a few, uh, Juniper Square uh, Syndication okay. Pro, yep. um, but I guess for the soft that's commitments. More expensive. IMS is very expensive. Juniper Pro or the uh, Syndication Pro somebody shared with me is pretty good system. You know, mm -hmm. you don't need all the bells and whistles. That's yeah. how I look at it, you know. I was doing it for only $275 per month with update capital. They just kind of raised it up a little bit. But then uh, with the new properties we are doing with IMS, you know, and they, they, they're pretty good company. But then, you know, we also do DocuSign documents, which is amazing. So we do all the fill in the blanks and everything in the PDF, wow. And then we send it DocuSign, it goes over each and everything. We combine the PPM, the operating agreement, the brochure, investor brochure, the investor qualification form, everything, subscription agreement, all in one document. Like I just got from my assisted living, you know, just got it yesterday. And then we're gonna now send it out to our you know, people, our uh, soft commitment people, and they will just click, 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 sign initial, sign initial, and they've seen that before. So they will read through it, they can download it, they can do everything, and then it's all done. So I've heard of some people when they do soft commitments, they actually collect a portion of the cash. Do you do that? You know what, amazing. What happens is soft commitment means that, hey, in my case, by the way, you know, when I say 
I got to raise 7 million. We stop it at about 7.5. A lot of people have to raise a lot of commitments to close on this number that you want. Some of the coaches say double it, you know, you have to get commitments for 14 million. That doesn't make sense. But what I do is I give my investors 1.5 to 2% annual returns for wiring their money into the LLC account right away. As soon as they do the legal paperwork, then we send them the wiring instructions. They can deposit the check or wire and make sure they call me from the bank because of hacking and other stuff. Then they double check with me, routing number, account number. That's a very good technique. And then they get paid for the, like the one month before the closing or two months before the closing, I give them extra interest. Nice. And they love that because their money is not making any money where they are putting. They love to. So I've never lost my sleep when I close any property. I collect about 99% of the money, by the way, yeah. 99%, 99.9% actually many times because they know Vinny sells out right away. Like I said, I need 7 million in seven hours in the last deal because I just put it out there, soft commitment, and then they start filling it out real quickly. And this from the MailChimp, everything they fill out in the form goes into Google Doc. So in real time, I can see how many people have already filled out and what entity they're going to come with. So we have a very good system. Yeah, that way. That's amazing. <laughs> no, it, so do you, you know, when you when you structure these deals and you and you raise the capital yeah. uh, with your students, if they bring you something, do you uh, partner up? You, I do. I do. You know, I see in our company, we raise money, right? Everybody in the organization management side needs to be raising money. So my students do they raise money, but they get what we should say consulting fee for not just raising money, but for doing other stuff also, see, because they are, we have a lesson agreement and everything, operating agreement. They are part of the general partner side, definitely but they do a lot more than just raise money. They are very close to me in my deals also. They see the underwriting, they do research, they understand takeover, due diligence. I know some of my students who were in Florida, they came and they were involved in the due diligence also. So it's an on-hands experience, you know? And whenever I'm there, I love to have them come, even their meetup groups and all. I have done property walks over there in Atlanta you know, with Dylan Marma, my, my good friend and my student who is doing very, very well. He brought 45 people. So I gave lectures and all, and I told them over the story. March 21st, I'm going to Bentley, you know, and my one of my good friends, and they're very big in multifamily. They are paying for my trip, coming there, hotel and everything. And I'm going to have them come to my property, uh, students, and I'll teach them and share with them the, you know, different things like that. So right, yeah, the students can also become, I try to see because we, they need to have pre-existing relationships, right? So they become investor relations person plus more stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they will be understanding, learning, doing things so that they can be compensated for a lot more things than just raising money. Yeah. Nice. So you have so much going on, right? That <laughs> just, 
I'm like, wow, how do you, how do you do so much? How do you fit so much into one day? You know, uh, how far, uh, how far did you see, or how much, how much of Beanie is the world going to see? You know, uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm so excited. I'm 67, by the way, 67. Yeah. I'll be 68 in August. I'm telling my wife, I'll be doing this for 20 more years, baby. You know, I love it. It's not a job for me. I don't have to work a single day. You know, we have so much God has given us, but I just enjoy. I enjoy the art with senior living now, assisted living. My passion right now is to give great returns to the seniors who have very good uh, retirement money and other things like that. But many of them don't know where to put that money to make more money, right? So I'm going to be helping quite a bit in that angle. And maybe they might like to invest in the senior living, adult living, assisted living and memory care also. So it's a roundabout field, right? And then passion is for teaching also. I'm putting together lots of different things. The books, I'm writing a third book with one of my students who actually lost everything. He had five companies, lost everything in the downturn, bankruptcy, everything, $40 left. And now he's got five companies again in six mm -hmm. years. So we are writing a book together on Phoenix, at, uh, rising from the ashes, right? You know, so he and I are co-authoring that book, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of passionate things and we enjoy to travel a lot, my wife and I, and our children, we are going on five trips this year. Mm -hmm. You know, we are living next week actually to go to Ecuador and uh, Galactus and yeah, Amazon. Then we go to Budapest and all later on. Then we go to Peru, Brazil, and all with the family. You can go to Colombia. Yeah, Alaskan <laughs> cruise, we'll be going. All these good stuff, you know. When, awesome. when you make it good, you know, why not to spend? So it's not, so it's not only work, work. Oh, no, 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 no. I go for my massages every Thursday, you know, <laughs> 90 minutes every, every time, deep tissue massage, my exercise in the morning. Walking, shopping. I'm a shopaholic. I love to shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Family reunions, everything, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think by prioritizing, if I think one thing I could mention to everybody listening or watching us, please prioritize. That's the three words I always used to have. They're ingrained in my mind now. Prioritize, delegate. Second word is delegate. And the third word is mindset. Mindset. Yeah. Always have a mindset of opportunistic and positivity and enthusiasm, you know, and don't rationalize, don't bring negative stuff into your mind because that just brings you down, down, you know, but prioritize, delegate, time management. I just did four or five podcasts I interviewed today with my co-anchor, you know, Alicia. Yeah. You know how we do it, right? I mean, I change my tie and uh, suits and it looks like it's next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we crush it all together. Five, yeah. six. I did six of them today, by the way. Wow. You know, in, in and this is my seventh one today. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. So Vinny, so kind of kind of to wrap it up, because I know you, you're a busy man too. And, and then we're sure. getting to that time. But uh, so you've gone so far... And so many people look up to you. Uh, who do you look up to? Good point. You know, I appreciate that what you're saying. If I may show you all these mentors of mine, 
Napoleon Hill, you know, Tom Hopkins, Dale Carnegie, look at that. And these yeah. books, I always write the date when I buy the book, by the way. Can you believe it? I always, and it, it has got my address also. So I always put the dates when I bought it. Look at this, this book, I, I got, somebody gave it to me, 10th of March, 1978, yeah. 1978. So every book that I have here, like I'm reading this one, pitch anything. I, I, I got that one. We just, I just finished today on audio. Oh, you did? Oh my gosh. Miracle. Hal, I so I have a lot of mentors, a lot of mentors, Stephen Covey, all the way to Dale Carnegie's, to all of them, right? And the good thing, oh my gosh, this is a great one. Jim Collins, good to great, you know? So I have bought maybe, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of books, you know? The thing is, now the podcasts are there, right? So you want to, mentors are, a lot of mentors I want to thank, you know, Zig Ziglar's, Jim Rohn's and all, they, and Tony, Tony Robbins, he's alive. You know, all these people, they ingrain in your mind certain principles that you want to live by. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. So I would like to say, I and my sales managers, my, my CEO, my billionaire CEO, executive CEO, who passed away at 80. And I was with him almost 37, 40 years. You know, he mentored me a lot and I inspiration to me. So a lot of mentors, a lot of mentors. That's awesome, Vinny. That's awesome. Yeah. No, and you're a mentor to us. We, you know, we... <laughs> We love all your content and everything you, you provide and you put out there. That's amazing. So, you know, to, to finish it off, where can people find you? You know, I mean, I know it's not hard to, but where can they? <laughs> well, when I get up in the morning, my team from Pune, India, you know, our marketing branding team, and of course, John Rusin, my VP of uh, Academy, and then Alicia, my co-host and publisher and promoter, all of them are working in the background, plus our virtual assistants in Philippines and all over. So Vinny Chopra is the website, V-I-N-N-E-Y, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A, Chopra.com. And if they would like to learn about, you know, the business that I do, that's, they could text the word learn to 474747. I also am doing now monthly webinars I think I've got 50 or some people registered just happening this Thursday, actually. coming on. But this podcast will be after that, right? So don't worry. But then, you know, they could also email to John, J-O-N, John at vinichopra.com. And Google me. YouTube me, Google me. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to be attending that. That webinar so oh, wonderful and, wonderful one last question Vinny uh just to close it up and in, in, in just a quick question it seems you're you're an immigrant just like us right and you have a lot of virtual assistants and, and people working from you from India I'm guessing too yes Did you invest overseas oh very good point you know I actually wanted to my wife and I wanted to buy two villas because we wanted to go back to India and spend some time there and all that it just so happened we put some down payment, but the uh, builder got into trouble. <laughs> and thank God we got our money back. Okay. So we really have not invested outside. Okay. All okay. in the all in the USA. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Vinny, thank you. Thank you for coming on and giving us uh, the opportunity to interview you. Oh, thank it's you. Amazing. It's such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure if I can be of any help and 
you would like to even go deeper into certain subjects if your audience would like that i would love to do that amazing thank you awesome well we'll definitely take you up on that <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and god bless you and you know thank you for coming up you know inviting me to on your show thank you Yuvin. yeah thank you bye bye